In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From our Gospel lesson this morning, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and cried out with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. There are in the New Testament Gospels three reflections on the ministry, on the birth of Jesus Christ. Mark is the exception. He begins with the ministry of the adult Jesus. But we have in John, in Matthew, and in Luke reflection on the birth of our Lord. John is theological and gives us no narrative details. In the beginning was the word. And Matthew tells the story from the position of those in authority. King Herod, the wise men who come from afar, gifts befitting a king like gold and frankincense and myrrh. Luke, from whom we have heard today, tells the story from the perspective of people without power, Shepherds working the night shift in the fields, travelers who cannot find a room at the inn, and not coincidentally, 
spends more time and pays more attention to the role of women than the other two gospel accounts. The specific scene we've had today is the meeting of the mother of John the Baptist, Elizabeth, and her kinswoman, Mary. Elizabeth is pregnant and expecting child, and Mary is a little bit behind her in her pregnancy, but they come together in the hill country of Judea. There is in the center of the Virginia Theological Seminary a statue which depicts this scene, Mary and Elizabeth meeting. It's a scene that is only found in Luke. And I like the bronze statue because of the reality of the scene. It doesn't show as Rubens did and other Renaissance artists a scrubbed northern European, unworried, radiant couple meeting together, but rather it shows two people of color who know something about morning sickness and sleepless nights and the anxiety that can come to older mothers and to two young mothers as they await a birth. The artist is Margaret Adams Parker, Peggy Parker, who is a longtime member of St. Mary's Church on Glebe Road. And she has titled it Mary as Prophet. That is particularly fitting for a text which is taken from Luke's Gospel. Because Luke, of all the New Testament authors, is most convinced that the gift of prophecy is given without regard to gender. The priest of Israel may all be men. The disciples may all be men. But the Holy Spirit comes to men and women alike. If you read Luke's account in Acts of the Pentecost, he will cite a passage from Joel, the prophet Joel in the Old Testament, who talks about the gift of the Holy Spirit coming both to sons and daughters of Israel. Later in the chapter from which we've heard today, we hear of a 90, uh, an 84-year-old widow living in the temple waiting for the Messiah, and she is identified as Anna the prophet. And in Acts, we learn that the four daughters of the deacon Philip were all prophets. The gift of the Holy Spirit comes to whom the Holy Spirit would give that gift, and it includes men and women. When I asked uh, Peggy Parker about her designation, she looked at the passage which ends our lesson this morning, what is known in the evening prayer service as the Magnificat, a declaration by Mary of what God is doing in Christ, and she sees that as her prophecy. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel to, in remembrance of his mercy according to the promises that he made to our ancestors. 
Mary as prophet proclaiming the word of the Lord. But that designation could also be used in this scene of Elizabeth. She is the one who speaks out first when Mary approaches and greets her, she cries out, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then in deep humility, she says, why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth is a symbol and a sign of prophecy Prophecy, not so much a declaration of the future, but a deep understanding of precisely what is the case now. That is often in the New Testament in negative terms. John the Baptist, the book of Revelation to John the Divine, indeed our words, the words of our Lord before his death are often in the negative look at the state of humankind, judgment is coming because of the way we behave. But here it is a word of blessing. And Elizabeth adds the note, even the babe within the womb leapt when he heard your voice. So great a blessing is coming that it is even obvious already to the unborn as the mother of our Lord comes into her household. People are sometimes troubled, and indeed I am sometimes troubled with what you are to say when you come to someone who is doing the right thing in extremely difficult circumstances taking care of a sick person when it seems to be draining all the strength away visiting the sick of others, visiting prisons, caring for the hungry, reaching out of encouragement to those in need, sharing from your purse for other people. Elizabeth gives us a wonderful image of the prophetic thing to do at that moment, and that is to bless the one who has heard the word of the Lord. Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among all who have heard the word of the Lord, for you have heard and believed. So in this season of Advent, as it draws to a close, we look for the birth of the Lord, the celebration of that birth, and we have the example of Elizabeth, who seeing the mother of our Lord, blessed her, blessed her among women, blessed her for the fruit of her womb. We can join our voice in prophecy in blessing others who are doing the Lord's work in our midst. And Elizabeth said, crying out with a loud voice, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Amen.